Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to all nations. Then I said, Ah, Lord God, truly I do not know how to speak, for I am only a child. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am only a child, for you shall go to all to whom I send you, and you shall speak whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. True colors. Let your true colors shine through. How many of us let them show? We were born in a world of wonder as a tiny baby and we stared at the contrast between light and dark. We danced when we heard a song with a beat that made us feel good because we couldn't hold it back. We tried new things and were pretty fearless and we were not afraid to look silly or get a little dirty as we splashed in mud puddles. And as we saw the wonder of a dandelion before it started to flower, little parachutes floating all around. And then what happened to us? We started to grow. And as we moved into the world, we learned to become something else. Someone else. We learned to close our eyes to wonder. We became afraid to dance and sing. We started to dress like everybody else. And when someone laughed at us, well, we suddenly discovered that sometimes being the one thing different than the others was uncomfortable. And we started to conform. We started to live out of what others say we should be and what we should become. And we began to live into their version. We started wearing the mask that others gave us so we could fit in. And in putting on these masks to make us fit into the crowd, you guys know what happened? We lost sight of a bit of our wonder. We squashed our authentic self. We sold part of our souls to conformity and moved on about life trying to be like one of those forgetting all about our truer self. Becoming youer than you is a process. God tells Jeremiah, before you were even in the womb, you were known. I consecrated you, which really just meant I created you, I blessed you, I anointed you into the sacredness of life. I appointed you and me to be you and me. Jeremiah acted much like we do every time we're challenged to do anything new. He used an excuse. I'm just a kid. Can't do anything like that. I don't know about you all. But I sure have said those excuses a million times. I can't, I won't, I'm afraid. I'm not cute enough, smart enough. I'm too shy. I'm too loud. I'm too uncoordinated. And God responds to Jeremiah in the same way God responds to us. 
with love and mercy, presence and grace. Jeremiah, I am with you. I go with you. Don't be afraid. But we are, aren't we? We're afraid to let that laughter out, afraid to dance in the rain, afraid to let people see the realer than real stuff beneath the surface of our mask. Yep, I'm fine when people ask. Oh, life is good and we can put on a brave smile and we watch what people wear and we buy that outfit and we try to blend into the crowd. But you guys know what I'm discovering? What I'm discovering is I'm becoming the me-er-than-me version of myself. The world is so much more fun, more colorful, more adventurous, and more exciting when we don't squish the real us that God created us to become. It's a whole lot more joyful. It's a lot more exciting. More of the things we start to live out of our own unique gifts, the more and more we do it, it becomes joyful and especially when we share those unique gifts with the world. Sometimes when we look around, on the surface things look alike. The green leaves blend together. The shells on the beach become to look alike. Flowers, they're just flowers. And we begin to lose sight of the wonder of the world. I don't know if any of you stalk my Facebook page, but if you do, you'll discover that even though I love to take pictures, I rarely take pictures of places I visit or people I'm with. I'm fascinated with other stuff, the leaves, the trees, the rocks on the path, the color of flowers, and the way the leaves fit together. I love to look at the sky and see the palette created by light and dark and clouds and water. You never know who I'm vacationing with. <laughs> but you'll see plenty of pictures of flowers and rocks and sand and sky, and you'll see pictures with raindrops and sunrises and sunsets. I love to take pictures. It makes me think of God. I love to, to capture those little things I see. And if you're ever with me out on a hike or walking at the beach, what you might discover is that you'll look around and I'll be a way distance behind, but don't get worried. You might look around and see me walking or standing up to where you think I'd be. But what you'll see is as I start to walk and I see stuff, I'll start taking pictures. And it starts a little bit like this. Oh, look at those sunflowers over there. Snap. Wow, that is pretty. And I walk a little closer. Snap. Oh my gosh, look at those leaves. Snap. And the next thing you know, I'm down on the ground like this. This is my photo taking pose that my husband talks about. And what you begin to see is all the little stuff that makes up the big parts. And you know what? Sometimes my husband and my friends will say to me, come on, come on, we're waiting for you. But you know what that really means? Get up from there, people are laughing at you. <laughs> but I'm fascinated 
with the way God has put stuff together. The way you look at the center of a flower and the closer and closer you get, you see that there's hundreds of little spikes sticking up and little flowers within the center. I can't stop doing that stuff. The wonder of how creation is put together in living colors like rainbows, its diversity and color and shades and uniqueness. It is amazing, isn't it? And you suddenly realize that no flower, no leaf, no shell, no sunrise, no person is alike. Not even us humans are alike. Our atoms are held together with little adhesions and bonds, blended, held together by God glue. We might look like our dad or our mom, but as soon as you get closer, you'll notice little freckles and different colors of eyes and shades that change and the tons of color that are within hair. We're unique. We're unique. What happens if we learn how to live out of that? To live out of the things we do best that bring us joy. What if we brought these gifts to the world? To our homes? To our church? To our world? To our universe? Can you imagine how much richer and kinder and funny the world would be? Imagine being the youer than you. Can you imagine that? Some of you got some good stuff in you. When I first met my husband, I was working at UK and he was simply known as the guy on the microphone. Somehow when I first saw him, I knew he was the one for me. No, he was not like any of the other men in my life. And he certainly was not like me. He was working at Super America as he was working on his master's. I actually listed him in my prayer journal that summer, Mr. America Man. <laughs> he dressed in a suit and tie and wore wing tips. He did not own a pair of jeans when we started dating. He laughed a lot and he flirted. He sang songs over the microphone and invited people pumping gas to dance. <laughs> they told him as long as he kept doing that, he's never gonna make manager. <laughs> But fortunately, he wasn't interested in giving up that piece of himself. His mission there was to make people laugh. You see, I was always serious. I can still be that way sometimes. But I fell in love with the laughter and his ability to be himself and to make folks coming into Super America laugh. I think probably as we've been married, I've probably squashed some of that craziness just a little bit. <laughs> And in the same sense, it's worn off on me a bit. Becoming. Billy Metcast, baby, you got it. <laughs> you know how to be unique, and I love you for that. I was reading Becoming by Michelle Obama when we first started talking about this series. I guess that's what provoked me to suggest it. Ms. Obama said, becoming isn't about arriving somewhere. Becoming isn't about arriving or achieving a certain aim. It is instead a forward motion, a means of evolving, a way to reach continuously toward our better self. You see, the journey never ends. 
We're always becoming. I'm still not where I want to be. I still got a lot of gifts I squashed beneath the surface of my skin, covered them up with masks. I'm afraid to let them out, but you know, guys, I'm trying. I'm trying. Some days you might want me to quit trying. <laughs> I'm trying hard to move beyond my introverted self. I'm trying to get quit worrying about what people might think. I'm trying to quit feeling ashamed because I'm different. You can say amen here because I know I'm different. <laughs> I own it. God created me this way. I cannot be like all the others. I've tried. And you see, once your true colors start shining through, once your radical, authentic self begins to birth, you can't go back. And that shouldn't scare you one bit. Now, I may never be able to sing the Bee Gees over the microphone like my husband. <laughs> I'll never sing in tune like Marsha and Kenny. I'm learning that that doesn't matter. Because God loves my voice, even if it is off-key. <laughs> So I'm quite, trying to quit feeling the shame that I can't sing like them. I can't dance like one of our drag queens. You guys know I tried that one time. <laughs> and I hear on the video my daughter took, Sexy Hot has got no rhythm. <laughs> I actually heard my daughter say that. As I was trying to drag for Jesus. <laughs> Months ago, I ran up on this little video clip I'm about to show you. I play it anytime I'm in the funk. Or feel like I'm not as good as anybody else. Or that my gifts, they're not as important as yours. You know, one day, I want to be that girl. <laughs> because she's inside of me. She has not been squished by the, what society says. She wasn't told she couldn't feel the music or that she couldn't sing a song. She already knew that nobody was going to squash her joy. <laughs> Just by looking at her, you can say for sure that that little girl knows who she belongs to. And she lives out of it. I want to be her. Oh, my dance will be different. And, and all off of the world will be different. But I want to be free of those ropes people have bound my gifts up with. I want to be unhermited. I want to be untuned. I want to live fully, divinely, uniquely as the person God continues to lead me to be. I want to become truer than true myself 
In this series, Marsha preached about gratitude and living from it. She told us about living from that part of ourself where we're thankful because gratitude changes us in a way that we see the world changes. Makes us start acting out of joy. It changes us. We heard about being brave as we're told by our Creator. Do not be afraid. I'm with you. Be of courage. You are smarter than you think. You're braver than you know. And you're loved more than anybody can ever imagine. We were reminded of a love that started with, For God so loved us. And because of that, we're capable of becoming love. After pride, we talked about being proud, proud of our God, proud of our church, proud of the experience of being radical enough to share the table and share the bread and the cup with folks out in the world. And we learn to be proud of what fuels us to move forward into becoming more, to becoming more God's grace and mercy and hope and most of all love. And so why do we try to fit in? You see, God made us to stand out. And we heard God's love move in and through you and us. And you know what? We're becoming more and more beautiful every Sunday. Let's learn to take off all those masks others tell us to wear. Let's become more of our uniquely authentic self. Let's be truer than true, meer than me, youer than you. So my friends, let us be grateful. Let us be brave, let us be proud, let us be love in the world. It's beautiful. Be the unique child of God we already are. Let's just keep on becoming. Our true colors, they are so beautiful. Like a rainbow. For we are a child of God. And that right there, Realizing that right there, that's how we become.